Hi, and welcome to... Yeah, that can't be good! The Wonderfalls Edition, with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, that can't be good. It's a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the credits for Wonderfalls DVD Extra. Greetings from Wonderfalls. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Directed by John Murphy. This was a DVD Extra only. DVD release date February 2005. And we're back with Greetings from Wonderfalls, the DVD Extra. And because this isn't a normal episode, my notes are just kind of going in order as to what they talked about and who they talked about at the time. So I know there wasn't a whole lot of information, but you got your answer about what was supposed to be going on with the animals talking to her. Yeah, I guess we kind of discussed it, and I figured that that was going to be the case, that that was the direction that they were going in. More of a spoiler alert, I guess, divine intervention. And I think that was fine. I actually kind of prefer it that way, as opposed to her just being crazy. Oh, me too. Yeah, definitely. And I can see the story lasting for a few seasons, that being the case. Like, there was definitely more that they could have done with that. Absolutely. Because, like, I think we talked about, maybe in the pilot, I don't remember when we talked about it, but we talked about the fact that I read that, maybe it was last week, when this is our second time through this episode, for anybody wondering. Again, it got lost in cyberspace somewhere. Um, Maybe it was actually in the last recording. But we talked about how they held off releasing this because Joan of Arcadia was being released, which is the same premise. I remember watching that, but I don't remember how many seasons it was. But it did go on, this very same premise. It wasn't animals talking to her. It was just random people that showed up. So I never watched that series. Was that a more serious tone? Yeah, I mean, they were lighthearted moments. It was a teenager in high school and all of a sudden these people start popping up. They would tell her something. Okay. I don't remember. It, I know there were lighthearted moments. It wasn't like this. Yeah, yeah. But that did last a few. I don't remember anymore, but it lasted a, a couple of good seasons at least. Okay. So yeah, this could have gone on. Yeah, I guess the timing just kind of hurt them a little bit. Yeah, and I think they shouldn't have waited. I think they should have put it out. Waiting just makes it look like you copied the show. Right. But anyway, you know, I'm going to have to have my last stab at Eric. So after watching this whole season again, I wondered if their intention was for us to like and root for them in the end. Because he did come back. But if you look at the whole season and the end, he didn't make a decision on his own. Yeah. He waited for Jay to show her feelings and she didn't, as we discussed many times. It was like he needed it not to be on him and not to be his decision. And in the end, it turned out that Heidi was driving to tell him it was over. And if it hadn't been her idea, I don't know if he would have come back. Yeah, I think he would have come back. I know you didn't like him. No. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I think it got a little bit much at the end. And you're right. Like at some point you just wish like, dude, just make a decision already and do what you want to do. Stop letting all these other people kind of dictate because clearly he was not happy. Right. And he was willing not to be happy as long as it wasn't his decision. Right. That's what bugs me. And it blows my mind now that I watched it again. All the way through, I'm thinking, were we really supposed to like this guy? It kind of blows me away. Yeah. I don't remember hating him this much the first time around. But after this time, I'm like, oh, my God, am I really supposed to like him? But then you know what? If he makes the decision on his own, then what was the point of Jay and all the talking with the animals? 
in this situation, there's another factor involved that is trying to force decisions to be made. Mm -hmm. I think if he comes out and makes the decision on his own, it's at that point almost pointless to have Jay kind of steered in certain directions by these objects. Really, what would have been interesting is if all of a sudden he started seeing something, you know, like maybe something started talking to him and then that clicks for him and he's like, oh crap, this is what I really need to do. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'll go with that, but I'm still not going to like him. <laughs> I know you're, you're going to die on that hill, so I'm not going to try and <laughs> I can understand that, though. And then the next information we got on the DVD is that Jay is going to end up in a mental health facility. I had read in, in an article years ago this. I knew this was supposed to happen a long time ago. And I thought the article said it was going to happen in season two, which is why when I thought that Eric would be going back to Heidi at the end of this last episode, remember, I, I had it all wrong. Yeah. I thought it made sense because I thought the mental health facility would happen in season two. Now, this documentary said that was going to happen in season three. Yeah. But I had read a long time ago that it was season two. So I think that further added to my delusion that Eric was going to leave and not come back. Well, yeah, I don't understand. I think they could have spent a little bit more time on the documentary. And like, I mean, you know me, I don't like watching these documentaries. Right. I feel like this one, I needed a little bit of closure just because it was only one season. And I kind of wanted to know what the, the deal was. But I feel like they really didn't have a direction moving forward to say that you were going to do something in season three, that you were going to get to a point in season three. What about season two? Yeah, I don't know if they had a direction about what they were going to do in season two. Apparently, they were going to do whatever was going to happen to lead them up to putting her in a facility. But they never said. I don't know that they didn't have the direction, but they never said, which is kind of annoying. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what I said about it making sense to me that he was leaving. But if you remember in our last episode, I said that I thought the woman throwing the quarter in the fountain was Heidi. Yeah. And I still cannot find where I got that idea. I don't know if I saw like an interview or maybe it's on a commentary that I didn't watch this time around. I don't know. But anyway, here's what I had in my head because I thought Eric was leaving. I thought this was supposed to be Heidi when she left Niagara Falls after the honeymoon incident. Mm -hmm. So this was way back when she's leaving without Eric. Okay. Yeah. So I thought she was throwing the quarter into the fountain, but you only see her from the back, you know, because I think, what was it? If you make a wish, you'll go back there or something. Right. I think so. I think it's like you come back. Well, it's the same thing of, the, I think, the Trevi Fountain in Rome. Yeah, and, and I could be confusing it, or do we know that that what this fountain does, too? I, I vaguely remember hearing that. That's what I thought, too, but I wasn't sure if I was confusing it. And so, like, I was convinced that we were going to find out that this was Heidi. Um, she throws the quarter in the fountain. We see her from behind. Jay chases after her, saying, I think I'm supposed to help you, right? Right. Now, we never see if Jay catches up to this person. So, in my mind, because I also thought all of these messages, were about Heidi, like bring her back to him, give her her life back. I thought, this is crazy. I thought we were going to see some sort of flashback at the end after Eric leaves and doesn't come back of Heidi walking away from the fountain, but we were going to see it from the front. Yeah. So we know it's Heidi. Yeah. And we're going to see Jay chasing after her saying, I think I'm supposed to help you. Do you get it? I do. That's what I thought. I'm not hating that idea. I don't even know if she wouldn't find out it was Heidi, but we would. Because they never showed if she caught up to her. Right. So it could be she just didn't catch up to her. Yeah. But we would know. And then we'd hear some of these messages from the animals and realize that she was really supposed to be helping them. 
Yeah. That's what I had in my head. So anyway, now that I'm trying to rewrite the whole series. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe that's part of something I heard. But that's what I was kind of imagining, that we would find out at the end of the season that all along she was supposed to be helping Eric and Heidi. And she might not even know that because obviously if she caught her, they would have recognized each other later. Uh, Yeah. Right. So I thought we were just going to see some sort of flashback or something. But anyway, enough of my craziness. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Dr. Ron, we find out, is writing a book about her Jesus complex in season two. Doesn't make sense to me. Him writing a book about her doesn't make sense anyway, to begin with. But nothing really happened in this season to make him believe she has a Jesus complex. I mean, she saved his life and he knows it. So I don't know what could have happened in the second season to make him think she has a complex. Yeah, I didn't, I really, I didn't really like that idea. At all, no. Because that's what eventually sends her to the mental health facility. Right. I don't know if they made clear if her parents had her committed or if she committed herself. Because I read in one of these articles that I have posted on the website, that she just got so much notoriety that it was overwhelming. So how the people would know it's her, I don't know. Yeah. Because that's clearly not what a doctor should be doing, correct? Right. So I don't know if she has herself committed or if her parents have her committed, but the book is the catalyst. But that doesn't make sense because when Aaron was trying to make the doctor think Jay was crazy, he's the one who said, why do you think it can't be something divine? He's the one who said that to Aaron, who was the atheist. Right. So why would he all of a sudden say she has a Jesus complex? Unless he's just like a man of science and decided that that there has to be some other reason for this. Yeah. I don't know. But that's annoying to me. Yeah. I didn't think it was a good direction to take. So I'm glad it didn't come to that. No. I don't know if I would have liked it in a mental health facility because then we're in a mental health facility and we're losing the town, you know, as a backdrop. Yeah, most likely it's still in Niagara Falls. Sure. But then she's not going to be out walking around. She's not going to be working in the store. No. She's not going to be in the bar. You know, we're losing the town. 
Unless the facility is called Wonder Falls Mental Health. It could be. <laughs> Maybe you could, there's a view of the falls from the ground. But the only good thing was we were getting the kid back, and I can't remember his name. The one from um, Love Sick Ass. The little psycho. Yeah, because we both agreed during that episode that he had more issues right. than his mother dying. And apparently Jay was going to help him in there. But I have to imagine that she would be in there helping other patients instead of random people in town. And, you know, and I suppose we'd have B plot of maybe her parents and her brother and whatever. But I don't know. I don't know if I would have liked that. And some of the things that I'm talking about that I've added to my notes, this is for the people listening. I read in different articles, but there's some that I remember reading in articles a long time ago. But the ones that I found, I've linked on our website, EurekaRewatch.com. Just so you know, if you're confused about things I'm talking about that weren't in the DBG. Anyway, speaking of the facility, I read that Aaron who was the atheist, was going to begin to believe that Jay was a spiritual leader, which is a total turnaround from the atheist he was during most of the series. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense after watching the Totem Mole episode because both the store owner and the dead grandmother seem to be under the impression that she was a spiritual leader. Yeah, I think I would have liked to have seen that get cleaned up. Not cleaned up, but to have him come around a little bit more. Like, he was right there. And you didn't hear from him in the documentary, which was kind of disappointing. I would have liked to see that play through. Yeah, because once again, except for that one episode when he went off the rails, he was her ally when she thought she was crazy. And now she's in a mental institution and he's her ally now that he thinks she's a spiritual leader. So he seems to be her ally no matter what's going on. Did that make sense? Yes, yeah. And then they talked about Darren and his hobby of writing Republican songs and jingles. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they were talking about the actor in real life, if that's what he does. It wasn't clear at all. I'm, I'm assuming they're talking about the character because that was what the character was going to be doing. So whether he does that in real life as well, I don't know. It kind of wasn't clear. So Sharon would be sucking up to her father and singing along. Yeah. And then I read that Karen, his wife, would turn out to be a closeted liberal. So I don't know where they were going to go with that, but it probably would have been funny. Which we kind of figured out when they did the whole immigration thing. Yeah. So what did you think about the series as a whole? I think it started off a little rough. Mm -hmm. I was trying to wrap my head around, like, trying to figure out how this was going to last the whole season. And then it slowly, like, it was getting better, you know, better with each episode. Overall, the episodes were good. I think the storyline between Jay and Eric got stale. Yes. And I think um, what they could have done was maybe take a couple of episodes off. Right, because it was nice having just that one off, and they could have just done that every couple episodes. If they did that a couple of episodes and then sped up that storyline a little bit more, Yeah, I think it would have been a little bit better. But overall, I thought it was pretty good. And, you know, you told me that it was done after a season. I don't mind one season shows as long as that's what the intention was, was to just kind of do a miniseries. Right. And remember, Persons Unknown. I don't even remember that one. That was supposed to be a one season series. We were supposed to get an ending and we did not. That was the one that they were all held captive in this ghost town. Oh, my God. Yeah. That. Oh, geez. Not about that one. I didn't because I'm still pissed. <laughs> go, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. Um, yeah. So 
I typically don't spend time watching series that intended on going longer, but only last the season. But you told me that there would be closure and that there was going to be a, a documentary that would kind of explain things. Even the documentary aside, I kind of liked the way they wrapped things up after the first season. Like it, it could have ended that way. Sure. You know, yeah, there were some like lingering things that you wanted answered, but they did a pretty good job with having it only one season and kind of wrapping things up after one season. Yeah. Now you're going into the second season kind of knowing a little bit more, but you didn't have to go into a second season. Right. I guess like a second season would have been nice, but they did a pretty decent job of wrapping up all major points after one season. I agree. If you didn't know that it was divine intervention at the at the end, you could have guessed it. Yes. And I think I would have been satisfied. Like I was satisfied the way it ended had I not even seen the documentary. Yeah, I agree. The documentary just told you, yes, that's what it was. But I guess we really didn't need to know that because it was kind of apparent. Yeah. So what I would really like to see is the unaired pilot with Adam Scott and Azarin and Carrie Washington as Mahandra. Okay. I've been searching. I figured it must be out there somewhere. I would just want to see it. I mean, I love Lee Pace and, oh my God, Tracy. What's her name? Oh, uh, I don't know anybody's name. Won't come to me. Won't come to me. Tracy Toms as Mahandra. I would just like to see it. Yeah, I think uh, maybe at the time, those two, they didn't really have the star power that they do now. Yeah, probably not. Right. So, you know, maybe they wouldn't have detracted from the main characters. All right, wait a minute. Those two meaning... Those two meaning Adam Scott and Kerry Washington. Oh, yes, definitely not. Like they didn't have, they, they didn't have the, the name yet back then. Had those two actually stayed in the series mm -hmm. and you watched it back then, it wouldn't have mattered. I think coming into it now after how many years? Almost 20 years and having those two in the show, but then not being able to see them often... I think would have bothered me. You see like, oh, that's Adam Scott. Like, I want to see more of Adam Scott. Like, I like him. I think he's funny. I want to see more of him throughout the show. And I think it would have been frustrating not to get more from him. So I think if you watch the series after it aired and those two were in the, in the show, oh, okay. like, I think it would have been a little frustrating for everybody knowing that they have that name, you know, knowing who they are now. Yeah, right. But I still would love to see it. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how different it would have been. I've searched and searched. I figured it must be out somewhere there, but it's uh, I can't find it. So did I skip over anything you wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. All right. So we're done with this series, but keep that follow button pushed because, as always, we'll be back with any Eureka or Wonderfalls content that we happen upon. And maybe that Eureka reunion they talked about on that panel we watched a couple of years ago. Who knows? But watch the space for anything we might come across. And thanks for sticking with us. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Goodbye for now. We will see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye now. Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon. Bye.